What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods. We're continuing our FCS spotlight as we approach the 2023 season. And this one means a little bit more, man. I always talk about it's all you got to put on for the local guys. And this guy right here from Mobile, Alabama, man, played at Theodore High School. But I got so many memories, man, being from Baker, playing Theodore year in and year out. That school has ascended to one of the top schools in the state of Alabama. Mm -hmm. We got my guy Cameron Brown, Chattanooga defensive back, was a first-team Blue Bloods FCS All-American, first-team All-SOCON, and his freshman season was on the SOCON All-Freshman team as well. Cameron, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Man, thank you. It's, uh, it's an exciting opportunity to come on here, you know, and let some people know, like, what's going on outside of football, you know, and just get a, a good point of view of me. Absolutely. And I, I think you've really popped on a lot of people's radar this year. I remember this year I came up to Chattanooga for the Mercer game. And they're rolling. Everyone's high on Mercer. I think a lot of voters had them in the top ten. And I think your head coach, Rusty, was like, we need to we need to put some respect on Chattanooga in this game. And you guys just came out there. I think it was, what, the third play, the pick six? Yeah, it, it was like the second play of the possession. And it was a film study. Um, we, we had the quarterback, his eyes, he's always looking at the receiver, and it's like a little check route. So um, it was just film study and a, a lot of hard work, you know, through fall camp, you know, to make plays like that and to make an impact in a game like that also. Yeah, we're going to get to the film study because as I've heard, you are one of the most, I guess, ridiculous film watchers ever. I've, I've heard of some other interviews. I've heard you talk about it, but I want to go back to your high school. Coming out of Theodore, man, Theodore was really on the ascension while you were there. What was your recruitment process like coming out of high school and, and what made Chattanooga the place for you? Um, actually, my recruiting process, it was uh, very crazy. Um, I started off getting offers from Troy, ULM, Southern Miss. So it was exciting. And then some late FCS schools came on. But uh, Coach Rusty was at Georgia State. And um, I was talking to Georgia State. And I was possibly going to sign in an early signing period in 2018. But um, I ended up, you know, waiting. And he got the head coaching job here at Chattanooga. And we had a good relationship. So I ended up coming here. But, like, I um, had other options like South Alabama and stuff like that. But. Hey, I think you made a really good decision based on what's happened so far. But a, a lot of people probably don't know this, man. But I know being from Mobile, I followed your story closely. You, you, you struggle with seizures, man, on and off the field in high school, even, even some in college, man. Speak a little bit about that and how it's really prepared you and, and put a chip on your shoulder and just made you as mentally strong as you are. Um, every seizure I had, it was just like kind of a setback for me in my football career because I, I have a little like nagging injury here and there. So like after I got used to having them, like I got on medication and like it got controlled way better than it was when I was younger. You know, I had some good doctors, you know, to guide me through the process and let me know like everything's going to be okay. So um, it was really good. And in college, like with all my uh like benefits like i i still get you know checkups here and there to make sure everything is okay do do you feel like that played a part in your recruitment at all coming out of high school that teams were worried about that at all or were you able to kind of like reassure them like listen man cuz it cuz i was i was looking at it you missed one game and man you were back 
right after getting ready to getting ready to play, man. So how, what was that process like for you mentally? Just because I, I don't think people talk enough about mental health of athletes during injuries. And that's not even something that you were getting injuries from playing. It was, I, I, I was reading about one of the seizures, you woke up with a concussion and everything. How did you mentally, I guess, prepare yourself to, to come back even stronger after that? Um, I knew I was going to be, you know, set back. And while I was, you know, down on my, my back, you know, down in a bad time, I knew everybody else was still working. So I knew I had to be 10 times better when I came back. So I just put it on my mind, like, I'm going to, you know, work through this. Like, it's like a football workout or anything else. Like, I didn't take my mind off of football, basically. I, I don't blame you at all, man. And I, I think it's, it's one of the more interesting stories, I think, that we've had on the show. But look, moving forward to Chattanooga, you explode on the freshman senior and also con freshman selection. But this year was really the year that I think, I mean, you're, you're going to be a preseason All-American. You, you you were an FCS All-American this past season. What clicked for you this past season in 2022? Um, what really clicked, uh, I just got the, the opportunity to display what I displayed my freshman year because my sophomore year, um, I lost my sister due to childbirth. So I um, had like an off year that year. Um, and also COVID. Um, I only played four games, so um, I got a COVID year after that. So I didn't really, you know, participate my sophomore year. So, like, I came back this year fully healthy um, with, like, determination on my mind, you know, to make my name noticed. And I you know, I was going to get into that later, but since you brought it up, man, I wanted to ask you just overcoming that, to have the death, the death of your sister happen mid-season, I believe it was before the Western Kentucky game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit about how you had to, I guess, mentally overcome that and, and, and deal with that yourself and also what your teammates and your coaches and the community inside the Chattanooga locker room, how big they were in helping you get through that tough time? Uh, it was like... Um, I really never, you know, lost anybody that close to me. So it was, like, very surprising. And, like, even at the hospital that day, I was still watching the guys play, like, against Western. And they really beat them, but, you know, it was crazy. But, um, I mean, I over I overcame it, you know, through hard work, you know, because my sister, she, you know, she would want to see me doing big things like that I did this past season. So I know that would make her happy. And, like, when I keep doing it, it makes me happy. So um, it's just a, a great opportunity, you know, to display my talent while I'm, you know, mentally kind of disturbed at the time. So it's a yeah. good thing. I mean, I, I got to I gotta give a shout out to you, man, because I, I, I can't I, – like, I'm the same way as you. I don't think I've ever lost anyone that close to me. So I, I, props to you, man, and, and, and your family for overcoming that. And – Looking looking at last year, man, I think Chattanooga probably had as much talent on that defense as anybody in the country. Yeah. And we had Michael Hires, the Sanford quarterback, on, and he was saying, bro, that Chattanooga defense, he was like, that was, that was the longest week of film study I ever had this season. From, from Jay to, to Maxwell up front to, I mean, Ty Beckett, linebacker, to yourself in the secondary, Ruben in the secondary. How competitive was it during practice? And – 
what was the relationship like between the, all the defense when you've had all these guys who are ready to be superstars and one week it might not be you, it might be Devontae getting a bunch of sacks, the next week you with a lot of picks. How were you guys able to come together and, and be one of those dominant defenses in the country? Um, really, uh, Coach Ward, Coach Whammy Ward, he's a, a big defensive coordinator and he uh, let us know like, uh, this is probably one of the best defenses he's he's coached out of his whole career, and he's coached at big schools like uh, South Carolina, Fresno State. So hearing that that motivated us as a a whole group and gave us the confidence, you know, to you know perform like we were the best defense that he's ever coached. So, and it showed on the field, it showed off the field. Uh, our relationships were great. Um, we team bonding, everybody got along. So, I mean, it showed. So it's a great opportunity to have a defense like that and to know what it is to have a great defense. So this year we were probably trying to work back to that. So, Yeah, and I mean, you guys have a lot of young guys. I think people are going to get – uh, get to know this year, I would say, especially along that front seven. But I mean, I, it's almost like you can read my questions through the screen because you mentioned the guy who I was going to bring up next, defensive coordinator Lorenzo Ward. You, you talked about his background. I mean, this guy's coached at the highest level. He's done it at the highest level. He's one of the most respected names in the in college football. What is your relationship like with him, and how does he help you become a better player as you've developed throughout your career? Uh, I mean, we got a great relationship. He's a uh, like kind of like a father figure to me. We joke around a lot, so we have fun, and he he lets me play because he knows how smart I am. And his defense basically, uh, I sometimes makes the calls before he makes the calls. So we just have a, a a great football relationship and also a great relationship off the field, to where you know I could talk to him anytime about anything. So. And one of my favorite, because I mean, I've I've been to all the media days. I've talked to almost all the head coaches in FCS. One of the best coaches to talk to is head coach Rusty Wright. He is so, I mean, the bluntness and his like, he's so weirdly funny at times. Where he's he he just is outspoken as can be. What is he like behind the scenes? Because I was I was there for the Mercer game. That was a big win for you guys. That was a historic win. And he was almost in tears at the podium talking about you guys. What is the bond between the players and head coach Rusty Wright behind the scenes in the locker room? Uh, he loves us like um, we're kids of his own. I mean, he displays it on and off the field. You know, if anything goes down, we, we come to him with it. And he tries his best to handle anything that we come to him with. And um, he's just a, a great mentor and a great leader. You know, he's about business, and he wants everything done right. So, I mean, it's pretty much a strict head coach, you know, that wants to win like everybody else, and he, he does a great job with us. And this year, man, the, the ultimate accomplishment is being named an FCS All-American, especially first team, and you, you, you achieved that this year. What does that mean to you? I mean, we've talked about your story, overcoming everything you've had to overcome, in, including COVID, because everyone, all the all the guys who are playing college ball right now had to do something that nobody in the history of college ball had to do, and that's overcome COVID as well. What does it mean to you to be named a first-team FCS All-American last season? Um, it really it shocked me at first, but, I mean, it was what I worked for, and me and my dad, we talked about it, and – it was just really surprising at first because I didn't think I'd uh, – I think I could have performed more than what I did because I missed the Illinois game 
because I got hurt in the game. So, like, um, just hearing the first team All-American, you know, it just made me feel like I, I got more to achieve. Like, now I want to be, like, the defensive player of the year. So, it just motivates me more to, to keep going to the next level and trying to accomplish more and more. I'll have to do some research off the top of my head. I don't, I can't remember the last time a two time a team had two different players went back to back SoCon Defense Player of the Year awards because Jay won it <clears throat> last year. And then also, I know that Buck Buchanan's in your eyesight as well. That's that's going to be a big one. But I want to talk a little bit about your development, man, because I think I don't think people understand the jump you take from high school football to college football and everything you have to check off and develop. How, I want you to compare and contrast freshman year Cameron Brown to the guy I'm talking to right now going into, like, year four now. So well, how have you developed your game over four seasons at Chattanooga? Um, first, well, it started off with Coach Eric Collier at Theodore. I mean, he put me in a system that, like, I was watching film. I was doing everything that I would be doing in college, like in high school. So I kind of already got things down packed. And when I got to Chattanooga, you know, I was kind of in the mix, you know, playing and doing a lot of stuff, special teams, and I was enjoying it. And, I mean, now the the big jump that I made was, you know, in practice, like my fall camps, my spring trainings, all of those were very important for my development. And we had a lot of receivers like Sam Phillips. Um, he's a very big part of my uh, development right now. I became a much better DB man-to-man -man guarding Sam every day at practice. So I would say my my development was a major jump from freshman year to now because it's just like my technique is everything is critiqued to where, like, that's perfect. And it's just like my coaches can use it for a teach tape, like display it for the next group that's coming in. So it's just it's exciting to see, you know, where I started at and where I am now. Film study, I think, is one of the biggest differences. But you said, man, listen, you said you're you said you're yeah, at Theodore, you guys are watching film like that too. But I think when you jump to that college level, man, you got to be obsessed to be one of the greats at watching film. And you've said I've heard you in previous interviews how much film you watch. Break it down for me, man. After the game on Saturday, from Sunday to the next Saturday. What is your film schedule and, and what is your just your strategy on how you break down film of your next opponent? Um, well, uh, after a game, you know, I watch the game and I just see what I can critique and I go in on Sunday and listen to my coach and, and see what he has for me. And after that, I'm studying the next quarterback, uh, all his sudden moves, all his checks. So it's just like a, it's a schedule to where I, I study the quarterback, the receivers, the O-line, when it's a pass or when it's a run. So it's just days I break down different parts of the film and I put it all together, you know, either on the road or, you know, just in my room. And I watch it. And, you know, I just feel like a coach sometimes after I get done because it's just like when I get in the game, it's like everything that I, I, I watched and wrote down that we're doing. So it helps me a lot. Uh, you got to tell Coach Wright to let you put together like the binders each week and be like, listen, I got it all. I I've already watched the film. Let me, let me help you out on that. To build off of that, what's one thing or what's the biggest thing you want to improve on in 2023 regarding your regarding your game? Um, 
I really want to like improve on my my run game, my my tackling. So like you know, filling the box on um, third down or being you know that corner that stays in on the goal line package. So I want to be like a body presence, you know, where you can't run or throw to my side. So I just want you know opponents to know like okay, he's a solid corner. You know, we just can't you know send a crack block to the safety and you know make him one on one with the running back. And, He's gonna make the tackle. So, I, I like that. I think I think there's like a weird stigma about a lot of DBs, especially DBs who are good in coverage, is that they never like to tackle. I, I, this is like it goes hand in hand. So I like that. That like we're gonna get rid of that. Looking at your film study, man. Let's look back to last season. I, I'll let you give me two. Give me one wide receiver and one quarterback from an opposing team that were your toughest matchups this year. Um, I would say. Uh, quarterbacks would probably be uh, Michael Hires and the receivers Kendall Watson. So oh, yeah. that, that duo right there, it was a it was a pretty good you know film study for them, and pretty much like I couldn't crack down you know everything that they did, but you know they did did a lot of things great that you know led them to a SoCon championship. But that was probably my toughest matchup last year, uh, really a duo. So. Yeah, it it definitely is. And the fact that they're on the same team, because a lot of people would pick like different ones, but the fact they're on the same team, you, you guys get another big shot at them this this season, of course. But looking at your career, man, what was your welcome to college moment on the field? Everyone's got one where it's just like, okay, I we can't let that happen again. They got me on this one, but but now I know what to expect. Um, I would say it was freshman year. Uh, we in Knoxville at Rocky Top, playing Tennessee, and um. I was guarding uh, Marquez Callaway, and he ran, like, a double move, a comeback and go. But, like, the quarterback, uh, Garantado, he didn't look that to that side. So, I mean, I almost fell, and it was just like, <laughs> dang. And I just looked up at the crowd, and they just like, oh. So, I'm just like, I'm here now, so. Yeah, that and that's just a brutal stadium. It's like 102 or even probably more than that. I mean, it's always packed. But looking yeah. at your game, man your NFL comp for yourself. Which NFL player do you feel like you model your game after the most? Um, I would probably say Tyran Matthew. Um, I'm very, like, you know, ball hungry when it comes to, you know, like getting the ball and also a little bit of uh, Trayvon Diggs because, you know, I like to uh, catch picks. So um, I kind of like playing DB like, like I'm a receiver, so it's kind of fun out there. I, I don't blame you, man. I, that, it, listen, I played offensive line, so I never, I, you know, we, we don't get to do nothing. We just get to block. But if I was a DB, I, I definitely would, like, I would gamble on some picks. That, that That's just like, because I, I don't think, I think the other than like a special team touchdown, a pick six, is it changes the game completely. Yeah. I mean, it just t- sucks the life. Because I remember that pick six in Mercer, even even though it was so early, that the, the energy on the sideline just got sucked right out of there. They were like, Really? Especially because what you guys caused a fumble on the kickoff, kickoff and then, in that game too. So it's just like man, it's four, like fourteen nothing already. It's like fourteen minutes left of the game. So yeah, it it's different. But trash talking, man. Listen, I'll just be honest. We we've had probably over one hundred and fifty interviews on this channel, and every single time I have a wide receiver on, they snitch on you guys. They say the DBs always started. The DBs got to talk all the trash. How big of a trash talker are you during the game? Um. I say like I'm not that big as a trash talker because like I'd be trying to communicate with the DBs, but 
like when I'm in my zone and I'm making plays and I'm making tackles, like you're gonna hear a couple words like letting you know I'm here. So I mean I would say in practice I, I trash talk way more than I do in the game. So you got to because you got to go up against the same guys all the time. And that, that's your guys, so you have to let them know who is you get to snitch again. You get to snitch on other people now. Who's the biggest trash talker on Chattanooga's team this year? Um I'll probably say Telly Plummer. Uh, <laughs> he, he's probably going to be the other corner for us. So uh, he's a, a Louisville transfer, and he's a, he's a loud mouth. So. <laughs> he said at all the wide receivers in the SoCon, if you're watching this, you know when you play Chattanooga, you're going to hear them. But the number one mistake, man, it's you and a wide receiver one-on-one, the number one mistake a wide receiver can make against you. Um. Uh, the number one mistake would probably be giving me like, giving me the opportunity to to figure out, you know, what type of route runner he is, like an intermediate route runner, a short route runner, a deep route runner. So once I, I like understand, you know, what type of route some uh, receiver runs, like that just basically kills the whole his whole game basically, to me. Yeah, because. For corner man, I, I I still think I know quarterback's tough. I get it. DB's got to be the toughest position. So if you if there's any way you could just know what he's doing, like it's got to be a lot easier. And then next season, man, you guys are going for the SoCon championship, uh, looking to win the first one since I believe 2015 in school history. What's the number one game on the schedule you're looking forward to the most? Um, I would probably say the the Alabama game because I'm gonna have a lot of. Uh family you know come see me play and it's probably just gonna predict pretty much my future of football and stuff like that so I'm pretty looking forward to that and you know just being in Brian Denny and growing up in Alabama being an Alabama fan uh just getting that experience is probably gonna be the the biggest game for me I I should have known listen I, I know a lot of guys from Theodore and everyone I know from Theodore is an Alabama fan everybody it, it kills because I graduated from Auburn. So I, w- I was like the one kid in Mobile. You know how Mobile is. It's like yeah. 60, 40, probably really and truly Alabama over Auburn. So I, I knew it was coming. But after this season, man, you have a big decision in terms of your professional career. Have you had any feedback on on interest or anything like that or what you need to do to generate even more NFL draft buzz going into your final season? Um. Just really uh, get my 40 down, and I honestly do got another year after this year, so uh, I got the opportunity to play again or, you know, go to the league. Uh, if I have a good season, you know, I've talked about coming out because I feel like I, I'm ready and my body's developed and I'm at the age to, to be coming out. So um, it just depends on how this season goes and, you know, how my relationship with Chattanooga ends. That's fair. I, I know that conference championship would make it a whole lot sweeter too. Yeah. It, it to, to make that decision. And then the final question, man, if, if that's the decision, even if it's two years from now, if an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Cameron Brown, if they select you in the NFL draft, what do you tell them? A uh, relentless worker, you know, somebody just going to come in every day. Um, do what I'm asked of, you know, no questions because, I mean, you're not in charge for no reason. So um, just somebody, you know, that's going to listen and take everything in and just pour it out all on the field.
man. I love it. Cameron, I appreciate your time, man. Listen, I like I said, I always organize these interviews for about 15 minutes, man. We talked for almost 25, and it definitely did not feel like that. This was a big one for me, man. I always with the guys from the hometown, from the 251 down here in Theodore, from Theodore High School. My guy Cameron Brown, Chattanooga defensive back. If you don't know him, you know him now, and you're going to want to know him going into the 2023 season. But, Cameron, this is all about player promotion here. Plug your social medias, man. Let them know where they can contact you for NILs. Any messages, anything you want to plug or, or promote, man, this time is yours. Uh, yeah, I just really uh, be on my Instagram a lot, so at CamPick6, and that's like my kind of like my nickname. So for all my teammates, I got that in high school, but it, it transferred to college as they kept calling me because I kept making peak sixes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it. I just want to uh, uh, thank God for the opportunity. You know, uh, just being here and being on the interview it, it means a lot. Hey, man, I, I definitely appreciate your time. And I, I, there's there's a lot worse nicknames than Cam Pick Six. If you're a corner and your nickname is Pick Six. I think you got it made, man. You've, you've been proving everyone everyone right for a while now, and I got to see it in person. I'm definitely going to be up for a game mess when I get up to Chattanooga. We'll definitely have to connect up there, man. Maybe do a sit-down, you know, catch-up interview up in Chattanooga. But, guys, make sure to go follow my guy Cam on all social medias. Pay attention. He's going to put the world on notice again, going for two-time FCS All-American, going for SOCON Defensive Player of the Year, and the Buck Buchanan. But for Cam, myself, and the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now.